don't need them. Lord knows I don't need them. Telling me I can see them, but I never need them. Listen close to my leader. They tell me that they need me, but they trying to deceive me. I'm free now, please leave me. I'm taking my freedom now. I'm living in freedom now. I'm taking my freedom now. I'm taking my freedom now. I'm taking my freedom back. I'm taking my freedom back. I'm living in freedom now. Hey. Morning, afternoon. I hope everybody is good. Welcome back to Inquisitive Minds, fellas. Episode one five. So long we saying coming soon, coming soon. And now it reach. You know? Happy, happy, happy to be here. I'm real, real happy to be part of this collab and you know, blessings upon blessings. So, you know, we are on episode fifteen people and we video and audio, first time ever, you know, um combining the, the both mediums. And I want to use the opportunity to first say hello to the get to the hosts themselves. Uh, to my left, I want to introduce the the original, the one and only, the creative, the intellectual, uh, DJ Aaron Asexit. Afternoon, sir. How are you going? I am great. I can't complain at all. That's it's good to about. it's good to see you all in person. Yeah, boy. I mean, as thank God in this pandemic time we're able to do something like this. You know, it's amazing, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate seeing you in person too, Paulus. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I want to take the opportunity to introduce my brother in philosophy, uh, Mr. Ricardo Mitchell. How are you doing, sir? I great like chutney with polori, big man. I real good. What? Like chutney with polori? You just say great like chutney with or not in. Yeah, who does put Chutney in the polori. You just put the polori in the chutney. Potatoes, potatoes, dog. You know, nobody ever say potatoes, dog. <laughs> Do you prefer prefer or prefer prefer? I prefer prefer. By the way, hey, before we get into the business, right? <laughs> Is the word presentation or presentation? Because I know I went presentation college, but right now we're in the middle of a presentation. No, I think That's it's a good one. Presentation. It's presentation, right? Yeah, I said presentation. I said presentation. Yeah, that, that one didn't ask nobody nothing. Anyway. Oh, you say presentation? Sometimes. Lord. Anyway, this you, you know what? Start, eh? This is yeah, how you yeah, start this. all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> the funny thing but about this, this is just how we just do it. This we got to make yeah. sure to introduce the people we're talking to today. All right, cool. That too. Make sure. And uh, sorry, Brent, but ladies first, I want to introduce Miss Dana Tanku who uh, I have known for a few years, and Dana is a young professional, sustainability expert, geologist in terms of background, um, a person who I have a lot of respect for. Um, I could call it Dane's Dane's, or how to say Miss Tanko. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Dane's, and thanks for being part of this. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is an absolute honor for me. I have loads of respect for Brendan. I think he is definitely, he definitely embodies the whole inquisitive mind persona. And I love that. So I'm, I'm really, really happy to have been included. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you, thank you, Dean. I appreciate that. And I want to introduce my brother, um, Mr. Brent Hewitt Board. Brent is an electrical engineer, sustainability professional, finance professional, professional in the construction industry. Brent, I know you're wearing plenty hats, way, so I ain't gonna call all, but, um, but somebody who I have a lot of respect for and always have nice discussions with him. Brent, uh, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. 
Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for uh, having me. Uh, just like Gina said, uh, Gina is part of, of the group and she's a marketing kind of expert. So she, she wrapped it up very well. Same thing. No respect, man. So, guys, you know why we're here today, right? So, we're here to do this post-budget kind of discussion, you know. Um, if you were Prime Minister for a day, or a week, or a month, or six months. But if you were Prime Minister, what would we focus in on in terms of policy with regards to the budget? So, the budget passed. It has been a little while. But we have an opportunity to kind of discuss it in a real meaningful way in terms of, from all perspectives, coming from different backgrounds, like, what are some of the things we want to see? Now, um, as it is right now, we're seeing a lot of different things coming out in the newspapers. There are a lot of different talking heads on TV who's giving their perspectives. But um, from our perspective, in terms of professionals, uh, who we own businesses, we are working in industry, we too think we need to have a voice in the discussion. So we want to have a little bit of a platform to create that voice. And... Um, to really kick things off, I just wanted to kind of get an idea from you all first um, in terms of when you listened to the budget and you would have weighed it out, what are some of the things that would have stood out to you from your perspective? And I'll leave the floor open to you all and then, well, we'll make the circle in terms of the, the points of view. So I'll start with you guys. So what from the budget perspective that really stood out to you? Dean, do you want to play this first? Sure. Um, okay, so I think three things to start me. Um, the reason employment, I mean, Stevie Wonder could have seen that that was happening last year because people really, really spoke through that pandemic. And the figure that they gave, I was surprised that it was so low. I think it raised only by one point something percent. It went up to 5.1% unemployment. And um, I felt like throughout last year and this year, it would have increased even more. And we can probably expect it to fluctuate over the next year as we try to catch back ourselves. And well, what with the service industry and restaurants and food industry opening back, you know, you could expect it to maybe drop a little bit as a lot of persons in that sector would have regained their jobs, right? So unemployment was one. Um, the second one was, I had like all three in my mind just now. <laughs> okay. The second one was, was digitization, right? Um, I don't think they were as clear as they could have been. You know, it, it sounded very generic. But I'm glad that, that it started, at least the conversation started. And a lot of private companies, they would have started digitization within their own companies and trying to make their products and their services more um, accessible to people. Um, but in terms, of, in terms of basic things for, for the general population, such as ID cards and driver's license renewals and things, you saw it starting, but it had a real hiccups, loads of hiccups. I have been trying to renew my ID card for some time and it just kept, it, it, it couldn't fully 
reached the point where I could have actually acquired it. But some people is real salt. Me being the some people that that is real salt, right? So that was the end of the digitization part. I really want to see how that will um, blossom and how that will really become the norm. Because I think we're all tired of government offices, the different aspects of going into government offices, whichever office it may be, you know? And um, this will be, this will ease, this will put so much ease on people. For me personally, I get my driver's license renewed in Point Fortin, right? But I work in Point Lisas and I live in Pinal. <laughs> So, I do that too, by to, the way, yeah? must say, yeah? quite fast as we think To renew something as basic as that, I need to take a full day off and head straight down to Point Fortin to do this, you know? So I'm, I'm excited to see how, how this will, will happen. Yeah. So the third one is with the electric vehicles, right? I didn't hear much on electric um public transportation in terms of the buses and stuff. It was mentioned before, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't remember seeing or hearing anything about the electric buses and the fleets, you know? It, it wasn't mentioned so, specifically, but yeah, it's a good right. criteria. So, right, so yeah. that is what stood out to me, because I, I would like to see public transportation being spoken about when it comes to electrification of vehicles and stuff like that. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. That was my three. I don't want to end up too far. <laughs> All right. So Brent, I, I mean, Dana raised a real good point at ease of doing business, eh? and I know both of us have been talking about that for a while. Um, but what are some of the things that you saw that would have stood out to you? All right. So I know Dana touched on like some of the, the, the economic indicators and stuff like that. but. As, uh, for me, the fiscal measures, uh, the digital sector for new companies, um, as well as the SME listing for the for the stock market uh, and also research and development. What it's good to have the tax incentives to allow, but what I wanted to see as well is the investment arm. Um, for example, one of my um, friends' brothers. He works in the UK, and he was letting us know about CDC um, Group, which is like an investment arm. But they invest outside of, of the UK into into um, startup companies and, and stuff like that. So I know we have a sovereign wealth fund, um, but I think I think they spoke about there was some talk that last year budget or or year before of, of trying to establish funds to invest in, in startup. Uh, I really wanted to see that included, um, especially how much set uh, they could allocate the budget, if it's ten percent or five percent, um, for uh, be startup be startup companies to access uh, this 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 type of financing because it's all good on on to say well you get any tax break, but you need the capital to actually start exactly. because why if so some i mean sometimes well not sometimes in general you, you, when you look at your operating costs your rental and and whatnot your rent may eat out a good chunk of your um, your operating expenses mm -hmm. even though yes a digital company is supposed to operate in the digital space but that is what i wanted to see included so 
I like the fact that it is a research and development. I think it was something a capital law was up to 40%. Um, I liked the fact that we had that incentive to get the small SMEs listed on stock exchange because that once you get listed and you might, and you are you have good governance, you will get that capital coming in. And as well as the digital sector new companies, because um, we really need that. Because everybody's seen it now. I tech companies on a tier right now in terms of capital gain appreciation in their stocks, in terms of what uh, we, I, I think you guys spoke about it in some previous episodes. We, we are in the fourth revolution. We've moved away from industrialization. Uh, we're more into digital information. That is what's driving AI. Well, all the, all the good stuff, the fun stuff. So that is what's still open. Excellent, excellent. Thanks a lot for that, Brent. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Cardoso. Yeah, this is uh, actually, and transparently, the most underprepared I've been for a question in a very long time. And <laughs> so, we're not going to get any context creation now. No, 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 no long story. Just the, the premise is that there are a lot of things that I was surprised about. I had said that we in for some pipe. I thought that the budget would have been a lot more draconian than it turned out to be. It turned out that there were, um, I was pleasantly surprised by not necessarily a sense of hope, but the imminent despair <laughs> that uh, was not felt. I didn't come out of the budget thinking, well, it's the end of the world. Uh, let me look to migrate. I came out of the budget thinking, all right, it bad. It is as bad as we thought, if not as bad as it could have been. So, all in all, I was, uh, I was surprised by the fact that, okay, I took the budget, and I was re- ready to move on. I think it was more the tone, because in my mind, things were really looking bad. And I'm not saying that they aren't bad. I'm saying that they're not as bad as they were looking. I have to agree with the digitization point. The ease of doing business in China, the bigger is terrible. It is terrible. It is. I'm seeing a lot of people who are making efforts to diversify the economy by becoming business people, entrepreneurs themselves, by looking to you know create secondary streams of income. And the challenges that they face in just getting some of these things off the ground is such that you know what, I will do it. You know, but I, I gotta make time to do that, and I don't have the time to do it now. So we're actually delaying the application of a solution for a problem that we know we already have. So yes, I would like to see some clearer uh, application of the things that they're talking about doing because they really can't take, in total, a week off of work to do five errands. Because every time you want to do one thing, you have to take a day or a half day. So if we really want to make progress, if we really want to see this budget uh, actualized in a way that, you know what, could benefit people, don't just tell me you're going to do it. Show me how so that at least I could say to myself, well, all right. Instead of wasting the time now and still having to wait three months, it might be easier to do in three months. So I'll just prepare and then do it then. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a temporal application or some of the things that we think um, mentioned that would uh, you know, help people to strategize a little better so it wouldn't be a case of always trying to catch up. So that was one of the key things that stood out for me. The sense that, okay, it's not complete despair and we're not you know, uh, descending into dystopia. And also, you know, I like the digitalization and adjusting the ease of doing business so that we could weed out some of the corruption and put some of the money back in the places that's supposed to be. But I'm just saying, I didn't feel that imminent dread. 
but I also want to see better. So yeah, that's 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 me right there. I feel like good. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, now that you mention it, yeah, I get, I get, I get, I get. Now, well, 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 for me, I honestly, I feared for the worst coming out of some of the meetings, which I would have sat in before, but I was actually somewhat, I wouldn't say pleased, but I was pacified with how the budget was delivered. I echo the ease of doing business because as a new business owner, let's just say I had to take three or four days to get money out of the bank hmm. for startup cash because of the questions of why you're taking out this amount and so on and so forth and so in terms of the ease of doing business the banking needs really needs to to oh gosh boy, i forget the person that um recorded this episode works in the bank but i had to say what i had to say so <laughs> The, talking the truth. yeah talking <laughs> the truth you know the ease of doing business is ter- is yeah we really need to ease that up and i'll add to the license point to just compound the passport issue oh boy for me to get a passport i'd either pay for the expedition or line up and wait three months but when you get the expedition the date of the passport is the date that they went to the office which means that they are capable of producing a passport in 24 hours. Why do I have to wait three months? We are allowed to interject here as hosts because I, that, I don't know how recent that was, but over the last six months to a year, I've been getting some really good feedback in terms of passport times being under a week. Eh? I just thrown it Without out. Without expedition? Yeah, I just thrown it out there that the experience might be, yes, legitimate, but possibly dated. Well, it was a year ago. All right. Well, then you you catch the you catch the the, the, the window. I but was just before. Yeah, I just turn it out there that um that they really make some strides in improving that. All right. So you know what? Try again. Try again. Next ten years. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go for mine just now. Anyway. Um, I'm looking forward. To I had it. one more point though, in terms of the electric vehicles and the hybrid vehicles and stuff like that. It felt like they gave with one hand and took away with the same hand. So just like you know the meme that you see with the man, ah, too too slow there with the dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> right. That that that's how I felt with the electric vehicles and the hybrids. So, yeah, Zoom. I listen. I I really thought it was going to be a little more draconian too as well. Eh? Um, I was a little bit surprised because I I was expecting some of them hard structural reforms to come, you know. Um, but uh. It, it, holding back on it for now. Whether that's good or bad, I can't make a judgment about that. But there's some structural reforms with regards to subsidies, especially for power subsidies um, on fuel, because we still do play fuel subsidies, eh? right? Um, those sorts of things I thought was going to come, but it didn't. Um, whether they're going to do it now or later, whether it will be more painful later, I don't know. Uh, I was happy that they talked about the electric vehicle policy, because I think a policy framework is important. Uh, I think that is important to have. Does it need to be there for us to move faster? I think no. Right? I don't think we need to have a policy to move a little bit faster. It will help, but I don't think we need a policy to move faster. You know? um, oh gosh, ease of doing business. I know this is a bane, everybody <laughs> talking about it, and it needs to be talked about. Now, let me tell you something. Eh? 
I, we, I just recently started a business, just recently framed the business and so forth, right? That was hell. You know what was harder for me to do? I am trying to start an NGO right now. You know it's more difficult for me to start an NGO than a business? Yeah, correct as And right. don't get me wrong, eh? maybe it needs to be like that, eh? but not like this. Not like this when what you're trying to do is help. Not, not six months down there than now yes. calling you. I am amazed on how difficult it is to do something productive like that. And that, that to me is where a lot of the challenges are. So the digitization strategy to me, I was happy. Um, like Dana and Brent, I, I really want to, and you guys, I really want to hear more detail because at the end of the day, the devil is in the details in terms of how we get these things done. Correct. But we need, we need that badly, 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 badly. So that, is, that was my kind of the things that stood out to me on, on the budget um, discussions and so forth. So. Be, be, before you go further, you know, I want to say the watchwords at Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, you, 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 you know, ever so often it is no, pop up. You had to say it, you had to say it. The watchwords yeah, yeah, yeah. of Trinidad and Tobago are discipline, tolerance, production, here for the comments and subsidies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I have a t-shirt on right now that the name of the t-shirt is Watchwords, right? And it represents all Trinidadian things. Pitch Lake, yeah. Britain, Lake Doubles, Bacchanal, Steel Pan, Chutney, to put on top of your polori, not inside of the polori. Thank you, <laughs> boy. Thank you. <laughs> Limbo, pilau, soca, limon, carnival, bait and shark. Subsidies are supposed to be there, but they probably just run out of space. Yeah, I feel around out of space. Comments. Yeah. Here, so the comments is probably on the back. Yeah, I, I agree with that, though, but... I need to get one of those t-shirts like with Aaron Watchwoods combined with yours, Dana. If I could get like a combination, that would be all good. You understand? But overall, guys, in terms of... So let's get into the wishful thinking part, right? Now, <laughs> at the end of the day, if we, if we have an opportunity as quote-unquote prime minister for a day, a month, six months, we're going to make some decisions, right? And we're thinking about, okay... What are some of the things, if you had an opportunity to, to put financing into or, or to set a policy agenda, or what do you think are some of the things that we could look at? And you can look at it in the context of the things that you're interested in. Um, business, finance, uh, sustainability, it doesn't matter. All right, so you keep it general for now. But what are some of the things that you think that we should be paying attention to if, if you had the power to? Honestly, research and development, we spend, what, less than zero point less than one percent on yeah. research and development right um as well as well i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a person for the credit union right so i want to see more involvement i would push especially to amend some of the financial acts and stuff like that to get more in get get, get more teeth for the credit union right open up the market because uh, i started to see it you know the banks right now is a cartel all right. Um, I don't know if we had a sense of that one out, fellas. That's just my personal. Even though, even though my main bank has been and still is good to me, but still, I just find it from where I sit and from somebody who the main the credit union I'm involved with, we see some stuff happening and is basically 
I would give more to, to for the credit union. For example, uh, I know some like policy documents were done and submitted for recommendation where we follow Canada. Um, Canada allowed the credit unions to pay just some form of a tax and they got the same type of allowances as the banks. So you literally opened up the market uh, of, in terms of selection. People, if you, if you want to do the credit union could have done certain things the banks could do, right? And not be affected by if it's the interpayment network or, or access to it or whatever it was. So that is one thing I would push and fight and will continue to fight for. Um, that also pushes on to well, the digitization. I agree with, with everyone. But remember, at the end of the day, still people behind the desk who are stood to, 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 well, as, as I say, garbage in, garbage out. So some of us, you know, when we, when we did um, IT and, and, and programming, um, because it's all good to have these systems in place, but same thing, if you go licensing and they still cash or closing by two, <laughs> what else can you, okay. I mean, or somebody have, or somebody in the back end has to approve all the, all the, all the payments coming in for the day. Or, or the licensing if the officer person in the background still, links. Still, oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> if they're still not doing what they're supposed to, then, I mean, be doing everything, it, 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 it we're not getting what we, we want out of the system. Yeah. Right? So, the other one, the other main thing, some of the projects I've been involved is health um, with some of the new facilities. Whether we like it or not, some of us who pay the health surcharge are carrying the weight for others who are not paying. Yeah. That is just the reality. Mm. So, somewhere along the line, um, the idea of the same way how you have kind, it's mandatory for everybody to have, um, if you're driving a car, car insurance is the same way we have to go in that direction. But some of these facilities, to maintain it, it is not cheap. Yeah, it's it's actually high tech. Some of them are high tech. There, there is technology in it. And I don't want to see a scenario where five years down the road, it just wastes, wastes away because we don't have the money to maintain Right, so that is another thing. The, uh, we have to start getting into general um, all insurance. The base rate could just be what we what some of us pay as the health surcharge every month. And don't tell me that I can't afford it because every day, sometimes you see somebody go in and they pay a hundred dollars for a phone card every week, and when it's done, they go in and pay another hundred dollars, or they switch in phones every year. Hmm. So it can be done. Um, with respect to COVID vaccinations, right? There was mm. no actual full database to show that, okay, me, Dana Tanku, got my two shots on this date and on this date, you know? And when I, if, if I am to go and get a booster shot, they would not be able to plug that in the system the way it needs to be. 
right? Oh God. And Dina, I, I, think I that... almost lost, I had to say this, the other day I looking for my vaccination card, couldn't find it, I almost had a heart attack. Eh? I realized this is the I only evidence. I oh, I said, uh, sorry to cut you off, I said this recently, I, I couldn't find my vaccination card and I almost had mm -hmm. a heart attack. So if there's no right. other record, I don't know what will go happen to me if I lost this card. None. Listen. None. What saved what saved me recently was that I had to scan my my vaccination card to email that to my workplace. So I was able to retrieve that and keep that on my phone. Right? But if people don't do that, there are loads of people that just throw that vaccination card in their purse, in their car, and forget about it. It's just like any other card that anybody has. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to have it with you all the time. And if you have it with you all the time, there is a possibility that you can lose it. So, the same way you can go, and if you lose your, your bank card, you can go back to the bank. They have all of your information. They will be able to freeze the other card cancel that off and give you a new one whatever the the protocol is right we need to actually this is the time this is the most important time to actually really introduce digitization into the overarching system in the in the country mm -hmm. because there are also persons who have not gotten vaccinated and who have fake cards right and there is no way to yeah. prove that it's fake mm. that garbage in garbage of statement right that that really it really resonated with me because i really thought about it in, in different in many different aspects that 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 you would experience whether it is in your workplace or whether it is with health whether it is with your finances or whatever if you put your information in wrong or you don't put it in properly or you put it in, in such a way that you would not remember you would not be able to search for it properly you're not going to be able to retrieve it when you need it the way that you exactly. need it exactly okay cool so so that's that if i were prime minister Madam prime a... minister <laughs> all right now oftentimes I am driving behind Brendan on the road. Sometimes. <laughs> Past Brendan. And, hung, and Brendan would not even realize it's me because he is one out in his in his morning podcast meditation, whatever it is he's doing, right? Right. Brendan, let me ask you this. Does your foot hurt sometimes oh. after driving to work? Lord, let me tell you something. I uh, thank God I I, I started doing aerobics something the other day because it is it is be hell in that traffic. Traffic is yes. soul sucking. I, I don't know how some people just make it in the morning having to go through traffic every day. It is not as bad as when I was in Port of Spain, but it's still a lot. By the time you reach your work, you're cranky and I need another cup of coffee. So yes, my yes. foot does be hot in, but and it's doing better now. And coming from the deep south, mm -hmm. we experience at least an hour of traffic. Yeah. Right? So if I were Prime Minister for a day and I want to also pivot on sustainability, right? And I recently attended COP26 and we talk about, you know, lowering the, the, the um, temperature increases and whatnot. I will make 
our public transportation electrified and available for people and encourage that as opposed to encouraging this very all of us think that we need to have a car i need to have a nice car i need to have a 1.6 2.0 liter car i want a nice car i want a big car i want a big van i want big wheels merely business for this this um hybrid and whatnot i want diesel right people still have that mindset we believe that vehicles show our status and show where we are in our lives right and as somebody coming from the deep south and having to be in that traffic for very long i could care less for that at this point in time because my right foot hurting my right foot does start to hurt and it takes so long it's so much time wasted and what i would do is i would encourage the use of public transportation try to remove that stigma somehow that that is a much bigger plan that needs to be enforced and make that a cleaner way of reaching from place to place now it can't just be black and white it also needs to be accompanied by different things like um being able to move when you actually use these forms of public transportation first of all we need to make sure that we can you know how much BTS bus is shut down on the side of the road every morning? Kind of sad. But um, we need to, to make spaces where you can get these forms of public transportation and you will be able to move to other places easily, right? In terms of, for example, you have to get your you have to get your transportation by the wharf or on high street in san fernando right and you will walk for most of it or if you are driving through there you're going to have to real struggle to get parking parking spaces if you are if you are using your own personal vehicle right but in this case when you're trying to encourage use of public transportation we also need to consider how exactly people will be able to reach throughout the city centers through throughout the city as a whole without having to put strain on your own personal vehicle because at this point in time you're not really going to use it so we so, interconnect yes you, yeah. you have to you have to think about many different factors you have to think about spaces that you're going to to get the transport um how exactly you're going to mobilize people within the larger area in terms of the town or the city, you know, how to make it most effective on the major routes in Trinidad, North, South, West, however, things like that. So, yes. But that's, that's let me ask a question to the fellows, because I want to take that point that combined the, the points that both uh, Dana and Brent raised there. Um, one, and asking the fellows in two separate questions, and you all could, you could interchange for it. You think Trinidad already if we if we set up bike lanes in Paul Spain to ride from office to office way? That is one. You think we ready culturally for something like that? Um, no. What about if it's electric? Yeah you you want you want a uh, a full answer just for the one word. Yeah what the full answer tell, tell me the full answer. To start with we have we are a culture of convenience. Yeah. So we don't want that if I had to leave work, I had to depend on something else. I want to be able to bounce start and leave when I want. When you want. 
yeah that's the culture we have grown into because hmm. i don't know if anyone else realizes it the average household once it has if it has four adults that means it has four vehicles yeah, boy. Right? Yeah. So we are a yeah. culture of convenience. I don't want to wait on mommy or daddy who working on the next street because I might want to go on Lime on the avenue or I rushing down the road to go and watch a movie mm-hmm. or I just don't want to be in the car with mommy or daddy because I can't listen to what I want to listen to. So when it reaches to the bike now, we are also not a very fit culture. Boy. So for me, it will take a lot of work, but in the mm-hmm. in the immediate, it's a no. It's a no, yeah. yeah. But the, and and that's the thing. Where's the thing, Carlo? You feel we could push the culture, we could nudge people in that direction. But that's the reason why I'm asking it too is because you're finding plenty large cities that's the direction they're heading. Yeah? When people doing budget and thinking construction and thinking more development, they're moving away from this. How everybody owning a car to to create an environment where hey, if I had to drive a car here, it's so much headache, but I just jump on a bike or jump on a scooter and I go from point A to point B. I um, was actually hoping that you went through with a point as opposed to me having to express what <laughs> happened to me when you asked that question. Uh, I got upset. As in, I, I feel I'm angry right now. <laughs> No, I, I, it's a good thing I went a mask because you would have seen just jaw clenching and McGree's and them would have started shake. What's happening is intellectually, as a people, we are ready. Culturally, as a people, we are not ready. I am very upset about the idea of having to warm up people to the notion of doing something to save time, money, and health, and the environment when it still have people littering we're not even going so fast to say you're recycling you know if you're not recycling and you're properly disposing of your trash i could take that uh i i i, I could cut your across here well you don't ask her you don't do it already so go ahead and continue right, do it so, twice and, and to add to the littering point uh-huh. we are still a cult here that mm-hmm. you, you know the s word are coming i know here. the s word they come in uh, uh, uh. that we still importing styrofoam and single-use plastics why so we can't want to talk about reducing our carbon footprint and still allowing single-use storage methods (laughs) i had to go kind of all encompass there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as the primary use and that's why that's why i got mad because it's not that we don't know what the solutions are they're just too inconvenient for us as a people right now because you know what it means i have to modify my behavior and you know how well we how, how well we function at doing that when it's not enforced so yes intellectually we might be ready but culturally no we are not and it is upsetting no no i had to jump back in here because when they changed the speed limit from 80 to 100 there was a, a national outroar yeah. how i could drive that speed but the speed limit was already 80. Mm-hmm. we were so accustomed to doing the wrong thing exactly. that when they tried to enforce a change it was a shock and all that change took is instead of leaving home and this is on a perfect day guys not six six o'clock in the morning when they're trying to get to work for eight are talking about here mm. because we know the traffic situation on the it's highway six for eight you know i'm that getting me upset 
right? You tell me we but didn't <laughs> four hours in commute, yeah, four hours in productivity, yeah. four hours in rest and recreation and health. Yeah. I'm getting mad. I'm sorry. Let me take my tablets. Take your tablets. <laughs> Not live on camera. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, that was there was a national outcry there. When all it required was for you to leave home 15 minutes earlier. I don't want to get into the maths of to dri- drive 100 kilometers at 80 is going to take you X. I don't want to get into mm. that maths. But it required a lifestyle change. And that was an issue for us. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as a speed limit. So you're going to tell me I need to take a bus. Leave my car home and take a bus. That's another lifestyle change we are requiring. And in Trinidad and Tobago, we don't do well at lifestyle changes. You, you tell me I had to ride a bike. So what happened when rainfall? Rainfall in six months no. out of the year. So I had to ride a bike. So in my nice... I walked in so hard to ride a bike to reach home? In my nice shot. Not shooting sure up. Yeah, shot. My nice shot. That is a nice shot, by the way. Yeah, I had to... <laughs> I had to get my shot sweaty to yeah, ride a bike. Sure. You mean I had to bathe and change when I reached to work? Come on, man. What are you doing, man? What are you asking, Zoom? Intellectually, no. yes. Culturally, no. But no. The, the funny thing is, uh, we'll do it for other things. Because if I had to run down the road to catch you pie, man, before he close up, so I go after the office, I'll do hey, it. Hey, huh? hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't play with my beef pie, you know. <laughs> you understand? But, but I, I, I want to take, take the points that Dana and Brent made because, and that's pretty together in my point of view because I align in two. Because one, you see, digitization and spending the money on digitization, it starts off with data collection. If I could allocate money and say, listen, and wave the wand, let us spend money on how we collect data and how we clean up that data and how we categorize it and then use it. Not just say, okay, I buy, I pay Microsoft, oh no, I'm going to call that company. <laughs> yeah. I pay X company this amount of money and we, we slap this program inside. No, 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 no. I don't know what I want to measure, why I'm measuring it, how yeah. I'm going to measure it, and how it's going to help me. Yeah. And taking on Dana's point, if I could wave a magic wand, I would do like what, what I saw Bogota did in, in Colombia, the city, and put cable cars running south and north and from east to west. Electric cable cars, we, we, you park up, you jump in, and you get a nice quiet ride. We you get Wi-Fi, you can check your phone, you can log on your laptop, and 15, 20 minutes in town. We wasn't doing a rapid reel some time ago. Yeah, 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 they were, they were. Yeah. But they, they started yeah. getting yeah. to the political runs and the, people started to say, we're spending yeah. our money for one. Okay. You yeah. understand? But, but we could do take uh, cable cars. All right, cool. Yeah, cable just, cars. Uh, I don't know, Brent, if that capital would be less or whatever, but when I saw Bogota did it, I was amazed. Mm. You know? So I, I would love to see things like that. And, and one of the points that Brent raised as well, eh? you see the finance sector, I, I will tell you, my first sojourn into graduate school, I couldn't get a bank to help me pay for my program. I get blank from all. It's the credit union that helped me finance my first graduate program that I entered into. Hmm. If it wasn't for the credit union, I would not be here today. And that is just facts. Um, and there's a lot of stories, not to cut it, Brandon, there's a lot of stories. And the sad thing that we learn later is that we only find out all the credit you know, when we get older. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I, could, I could pose a question. 
credit union is like a, a secret club you just only get access to if you hit 35 <laughs> or one of your partners <laughs> like, no, what I mean is he right, you know, the credit He's unions are right. like a... Is, uh, uh, sorry, no, no disrespect. I just say, you know, a, a credit union is a thing to get in. It's harder to get into the credit union than to... I don't want to call a club name, but the club in a short pants, right? You, you know, you have to put on long pants and put your shirt in the pants and all kind of Sorry, I haven't gone to a club in like two years, so I don't know the dress code anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so as a, you know, that funny, but it also... I'm going to ask a follow-up question. That disheartening, you know, considering you're a DJ, that real disheartening too. It's just an indicator of what is going on yeah. true, financially <laughs> out here. True, so, true. You know, I, I take that. What? But yeah, what's the, what's, the, what's the deal with this? Why, why it's so hard? To, somebody had to recommend you, and then you had to offer you your second generation, firstborn. And what was... <laughs> No, it was part, I think what it was, it's part of how the structure was back then and the bylaws. Now, I mean, in the Jamaican and many bylaws to, to have um, anybody outside. So if it, remember, so it's like, for example, with UE, if you went to, when you, if you go to UE or you, you, you're a student, then you can be a member. Um, I think any, some of the companies, Mila Massey, well, Massey now, uh, cannings, all the different tech you, all of them. But because you get more credit unions coming on stream, um, you'll find you, you, you're seeing more of them amending their bylaws to allow anybody. So it's not back like how it is to refer a member or or, or, or whatnot. So at least some of the major ones. Right. I don't know if some of these small ones still have that. I think some of these small ones still have it. Um, that we have to recommend somebody or we have to be referred by um by a member in good standing or, or stuff like that. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for that, man. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be. I I can't answer the question. Which one? The if I was prime minister, Fadi. Yeah, oh, I, hey. I, I want to swing back to that. Yeah. I want to throw out my own thing. Yeah. You're on you go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. no I I rather go last because I have a real long list. Oh, oh all right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate it, man. So if I was a, uh, if I was leader for the day, I say leader for a reason. Um, Prime Minister for a day, all right, cool, cute. You all going on in 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 Cardolan, in in Cardolan. I would zoom. We go and get context here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would actually <laughs> implement a step down facility and training program for. People who have been in Riemann Yard longer than the sentences would have been. Because you have me lock up waiting on a case to call when the sentence I would have received being found guilty might have been less than the time I spent waiting for my case to call. And that now creates a culture and a citizen class that feels uh, disconnected from the system and abandoned and abused by it. So if you have a, a facility or an institution or a, a, a plan that would allow these gentlemen and ladies to be reintegrated socially with something that they could contribute to society, well then, yes, spend the money on proper reintegration, one. Two, the other issue with that is um, we have people waiting for a case to call. And again, if your case has taken longer to call than you would have spent in prison, I believe you should be reintroduced to society. And then as the backlog is addressed, well, then you, you decide whether or not the person was guilty or not for the time that they spent awaiting trial. 
So you don't have people stuck in the system waiting to be found innocent, and then they have to take, they have to rebuild a life that was uh, inappropriately taken from them. But you also don't want people, and you, you don't just release everybody back into the system, and there's no record as to whether or not they were actually guilty or not. So I'm not saying just dismiss the cases. I'm saying create a reintroduction system where they could contribute to society, and they could also use that reintroduction system to, to move children, wards of the state, children who are in the homes and the children who are in the camps and the training facilities, they are dismissed at 18 and thrust into society unprepared for a world without the uh, shelter that they may have received. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times it is by no action that they took or no decision that they made. So you have a facility where instead of just you're running kids through a pipeline and then train them out into the world and the wolves, you could actually educate and train and probably if you have a pipeline well then direct it towards serving the state so if i was a ward of the state until i was 18 but from 16 to 18 i'm being trained to enter the police service or being trained to enter the coast guard or being trained to enter some one of the some service national service to the country well then i know i have something to work towards as opposed to the fear of what is going to happen to me and how am i going to live when i hit 18 and thus being uh directed into a path you're less likely to be outside looking for a path that's going to put you in reman yard for the next 10 15 20 years of your life we are failing to utilize human resource as a resource because it's just what we go do with them and that what we go do with them thing we can't be having that problem this long and have not found a, a remedy or solution or at least a treatment so if i was in charge if it was Caroline for a day we were going to figure out how many people inside without cause who going to end up dismissed from an institution without resource and shelter and find a way to mitigate that entry and re-entry into society so that we have less of a social burden and you know what i hate i hate the idea that when i walk down the road and i see a youth man looking like me and he has a mask on i cannot gauge is this a potential threat or not and i use youth like me loosely eh? but here the catch the youth man might pass and say good morning, good evening, good night, and then I realize to myself, hey, you still come from a home that introduces some modicum of, of, of you know, manners. manners. Mm-hmm. So here the catch. I would also implement or re-implement ethics from primary school come straight up because I cannot trust our citizenry and the parenthood to instill it in the children themselves. So unfortunately, teachers, we're going to actually try to equip you all to do the things that we're expecting you all to do right now anyway. And give so, them the tools. And give them the tools. Yep. Right? So institutionalize so that we adjust the institutionalization that we have. And secondly, empower the education system to reintroduce some ethics. And that is me there. I good. Yeah. Sure. Well said, Papa. I write up. I hundred. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm mad. I thought they was going to talk about Sada coin there, you know, but I yeah. wanted to invest in Sada coin because when you invest in Sada coin, right? Your profits are swell. <laughs> your profits are swell. <laughs> but anyway, I will say, I will say that was very admirable because when you spoke about it, what I'm going to say is probably going to solidify why you decided on that, right? When you spoke about it. In my head, I was like, I literally never thought of the persons that are being held and how their lives um, progress or don't progress. And I have been involved in a lot of events that included 
less privileged kids or um, disabled kids. And even now, having all that experience, I find myself forgetting about them, which is the truth. And I think it was really admirable. And your answer really did ignite a spark in my head just now. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. You're welcome. You're on your shit, I'll go first. So you're wow, on. eh? Are you go follow that, boy? Real easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, firstly, in terms of finance and bridging the wealth gap in our country, I would yeah. increase the personal allowance up to $100,000. It yes, would yes, sir. allow lower income, what we call lower income persons, to have more disposable funds. Mm -hmm. Right? I would also increase health surcharge from $8.25 a week to $10 a week. Yes. And specifically put that money towards implementation of a health management information system across the board. Good thing you had good, good, good thing I went before you, boy. Huh? I said good thing I went before you. Yeah. Oh, that, no, that's no, not... no, the man talking <laughs> yeah, some serious yeah, policy. Yeah, 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 get I want to do a fist pump here. And all, <laughs> right? Get him, uh, get him. But uh, also in and as I move away from the finance part of it in terms of digitization, all government ministries and Israel wishful thinking here would become privatized. Mm. And also to an extent to reduce recurrent expenditure because too much of our budget is put forward to recurrent expenditure each year. I think probably around 80%. <laughs> so yeah. when you do that and you're spending 80% of... Yeah. Let's say five billion on recurrent expenditure. That means you only have twenty percent for growth. Amen. We need more growth. We need more funds for growth. And Amen. as we heard earlier, research and development, we have to get. I think that was Brent's point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, R and D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We need to invest in those things, and we can't invest properly if the majority is spent on recurrent expenditure. Yeah, boy. Um, another huge point for me is maintenance. We build so many mega projects and spend so much money on stadia, on roads, on Wellsby's bill. Um, Bridges. Now the schools, we have schools that build and never open now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, have yeah, schools yeah. that never yeah. opened. Hmm. We have national performance spaces mm -hmm. which are about, underutilized. We think about cycling. We had enough. Um, well, don't get me started with the cycling center that we build that we don't even have sports tourism for. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm -hmm. But maintenance is a huge thing for me because we can't be spending so much money and any roof leaking within a year. Or people falling off steps in the opening. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, no, that, that public, <laughs> yeah, let, let that's us, public knowledge. Let us fall off the fire station, that kind of thing. What I mean. You mean the fire? <laughs> the, the, the fire station fire station <laughs> right we need to really invest in maintenance because the solution to our mega project is not another mega project in many many it's upkeeping the one that we have already so to sum it up personal allowance increase maintenance hmis and well the digitization i think that's a unanimous song yeah, everybody boy. singing yeah. most bang for yeah. your buck eh? What's that? I say it's the most bang for your buck, yeah? Oh, I had one yeah. more, you know. But I think this will be a real contentious point and Brent will be happy for this one. Mm. We need to cut out bank charges. Mm. 
Mm. We need to cut out bank charges. Only save my after this episode. We need to cut out bank charges. We have bank people in the we audience. Have yeah, we yeah. Have yeah. And my wife working in the bank too. Eh, so. <laughs> because my interest can be less than my bank charges every month. Oh, good. Thank you. No, serious? When last, uh, for everybody here, when last you get interest on the account, that was more than a cent. Oh, Lord. I actually hmm. get a lot of interest on my account because it keeps asking me if I'm going to do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> not, in, not interest well, like that. Oh you, mean, oh, you mean interest on my, my balance? Yeah, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, there's banks. <laughs> like Zoom real thinking here. No, no. I, I, it, it, I, y'all make some great points. I mean, it's it difficult for me to communicate anything. I, the only thing I'll say is... One of the things that I, I had always loved, and I, I had conversations with Brent with this, and this is something we discussed before, is, is accelerator programs. Not, not from the point of view of, all right, um, I've given you $50,000, you need to pay me back $45,000 in two months. I'm talking about accelerator programs that built to take the risk. You're not about making a, a profit. It's about seeing a product move from initial stage to end result. Mm-hmm. And an accelerator pipeline that connected to universities. Right? So if you are a university student, and I mean, I, I know of projects that Brent and, and, and Dana worked on that could have revolutionized certain aspects of our industry. That should be pipeline from their initial idea straight into industrialization. Right? And have a program, a government program, similar to APA, E and DAPA in the States, Brent. Similar to yeah. what they do with military contracts and stuff like that. But we don't have a big yeah. military. So we could spend that money and see these things. And if if out of ten you only get one, that one can pay for the losses for the rest of the nine. You know? Okay. I, I wish we had something like that. That 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 is one of the things I wish if I was Prime Minister for the day, I would I would structure a program like that that takes these ideas and not necessarily at this university level trade school anywhere but it open accessible to all you have a good idea that make business sense i'm gonna see you the way through you know so that, that's one no, thing i that have I something i have something yeah. to add to that right sure. um within this accelerator program that you would like to implement i think there is a very big part that you need to consider which is the intellectual property of the product, right? Something that um that persons who do projects for at university level, for example, Brent and I worked on a project. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was knocking myself on agreeing with you. Oh god, we keep um, nothing. We keep nothing. Um, we would have worked on some projects, and we would have had to emphasize that it was a closed project private there are instances where people would come up with products or come up with projects and it will be stolen right and it will be stolen legally by the um the institution because they would say everything that you create in this institution belongs to us right so the accelerator program needs to include ownership of exactly, yeah. Of, of whatever yeah. service you mean, you you want them to do, want them to provide. It needs to guarantee that 
the individual is the owner of that intellectually, um, legally, financially, everything. That is my, that's my two cents. No, I'm happy you said that, Eddie, you know, because I too had to go through that as well. Um, I mean, I can't even talk about it because I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Exactly. Yeah. You can't even speak about your own project. Own project exactly. Right? <laughs> All right. And, and we know two, and we know two projects right now, Brendan and Dana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we see it in the public. We see it in the public. public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't talk about it. You can't say that mine. I can't say nothing. Can't say nothing. Now, how frustrating is that as an individual <laughs> that you put in all this mental work, sleepless nights, you drive for two hours in the traffic to reach the location that you needed to reach to put down your work, and you can't even call it yours, and you can't even speak about it. That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And I, I must say one thing eh, for the listening public. What we're talking about here, it has the opportunity to change Trinidad and Tobago. There's not no joke project we're talking about here that we hmm. can't talk about. Eh? Yeah. This is fundamentally yeah. impacting the economy of Trinidad and Tobago we're talking about here. And we cannot yeah, talk boy. about it because of what we had to sign. Imagine hmm. that. I, I, I can ask if, if, if it, the project implemented. Is about to? <laughs> You know, I I want to uh, on behalf of the public who don't know <laughs> who don't know who yeah. talking about. I want to apologize to all you. You know why? Because I vex about <laughs> a, a essay I write in form three that was probably one of the best things I ever write in my life to date, and the teacher kept it because it wasn't mine. What? You know, it was a test, so she kept the test. This beautiful piece of writing, and it does still haunt me to think that I don't yeah. own my contribution. How you, how you score on that test? Yeah, big man, look who you're talking to. I mean, oh God, come on. How you score on the test, though? Let me be real. I did well enough. I did well enough that I brought up my average for these subjects I didn't do so well in. Well, but, um, and I'm going to say, if, 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 if it's the best essay, then it's supposed to say it did excellent. Yeah, but I don't want to brag. I mean, I'm one of the humblest people I know, you know. I don't want to blow my own horny run. So what happened? He, is... he said that it brought up his average, <laughs> and it takes a lot to bring up something. <laughs> so we have to read between the lines of that one. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. what's in his academic? You know, frustrating it is to make a contribution that you cannot actually make, or even if it is made, you get no credit for it. None, yeah. Right. None, right. none, none. And if we ain't getting no credit, I mean, you ain't getting compensation either. Exactly. Well, you, you do it because you, you have love in your heart for the love of the country. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make love on empty belly though. Oh, exactly. Yeah, right, 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 right. Exactly. Um, I, they I, could, I, eh? Just ain't good. What? Anyway, moving on with that. <laughs> <laughs> a, a point I, I wanted to bring across, as you mentioned, universities and education, is in terms of streamlining gate. Yeah. You hmm. can't just show up to, for gate funding to do a degree in something which we have a million of already. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Gate needs to be aligned to a national policy. And mm. by my recollection, we don't have a national policy. Run for something, let me vote for you. A hundred meters. <laughs> 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 no, but we, we, we really need to do something with Gate because we have persons graduating from university with no jobs available. Yeah. And it's... That's another 
level of stress there you study for three or four years at one of our establishments locally or a distance learning program and then they can't get a job because somebody get called on a political favor mm-hmm. and bounced around for square pegs in the wrong holes for 10 years all that had to stop hmm. wait that two issues are just no, I have, like, a little, I have a little story with this gate, with this gate issue, right? So I went to Yumimona between 2010 and 2013, right? And in one of those years, there was a huge meeting. When I say it was big, they called all of the gate funded Trinidadian people into the big hall, and they spoke about the quotas that are supposed to be allocated to certain um, faculties, right? And I'll just give you an example, just for one. For the medical faculty, you're supposed to have X. In reality, it was three times X the amount of persons that were supposed to be in med school, in med school being funded by Gates. So this has been this has been an issue for some time. And even when Brent, myself, Brendan, when we were doing our masters, we got we got a, a, a little scare because they were trying to reform gate at that point in time. And our program was gate funded, a percentage of it. And they were about to cut out some, um, some funding to some programs and, and they were really trying to streamline the quotas and stuff. So that's been, and that's been an issue for some time. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't see Brendan being too scared though because them accounts have in Panama would have covered it, right? Oh God, hey, we talk about the Panama papers, it's in public, Oh, sorry. Not the Panama papers, the credit unions. Oh, 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 uh, applying financing to a particular sets of projects and, and initiatives is also about what you need to cut out to her, what you need to reallocate. So, so that sort of reshuffling that yeah. we're talking about the reallocation, I think, is all part of what a good plan is for the country in terms of it's not just about throwing money here and throwing money there, but maybe moving money away from certain things into other things that are more productive. You know, and, um, I mean, as terms of education policy, I can argue, I, I think there's a, a legitimate argument to be made about where we put in more, more money into. Do we need more doctors and lawyers? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But, or maybe we need other sets of skill sets that, to help the country move forward. I think it's a great point. Uh, but I, I want to talk, because you, you talk about a point there, Aaron, that I think Dana has a unique perspective on that transition from out of the university frame into the working world as a young person who's building their portfolio. And so Dana, in terms of what, what have been your experiences with that, in terms of um, positive, negative, and what you think could change from a, a, a high level to kind of help that kind of transition? Um, well, first of all, I did geology, right? Which would, I should come out of university with a geology degree and be filtered almost directly into the subsurface category, upstream category, when it comes to oil and gas. 
in Trinidad and Tobago, right? There is a big um, market for that, I guess. Kind of reduced it now. However, when you when you go to a university outside of Trinidad and come back in, for me, it was very difficult to get absorbed into a job within the first year. You know, I had to work in different places to get different types of experiences. I don't want to like list out the companies and stuff, right? But it took me um, about a year and some to actually get a job in my field in Trinidad. And I was competing with persons who would have done petroleum geoscience down here, which was more or less similar but it was more Trinidad focused, right? Um, what we would have done in Jamaica would have been considered hard rock geology and a, a more umbrella approach. So we did much more of different aspects that you may not have necessarily done here, but the petroleum geoscience students here would have had direct affiliations with companies that would have done exploration and development in Trinidad. We didn't necessarily have that, right? And um, what I feel should have been changed at the high level at that point in time was to really get connected with, with companies in our university times, right? Just like how they did it down here, they, they were very well connected with BP, BHP, Shell, you know? And I had to come home and sort of suffer for a little bit now, luckily, I was heavily involved in geological society, so I was sponsored for many courses that would have costed like hundreds, maybe thousands of US dollars, right? So I was able to get, um, to get experience and knowledge like that and be able to network like that. And um, it, it, it is a bit difficult because right now I am not working directly in my field. You know, so it is a bit of a struggle, boy. And the hardest thing is going into an interview, and they are very impressed by your qualifications. They love how you speak. They get real excited, and then you don't get a call. You know, then you you catch up with them maybe a few weeks later, and it have no sort of progress with the interview that you would have been in. You know, so I can't even say what the what could be done better because I don't even know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even know what could have been done better to them. Yeah. You know? So it, it's a bit difficult. I think a lot of I think a lot of consideration needs to be put for people that study abroad and come back to Trinidad as well to, to sort of give them some sort of experience or some sort of some sort of what is the word that i'm looking for you're trying to you're trying to filter them into you know their career path although that is that is difficult as is for even for people down here so it sort of it sort of hinges on what aaron was saying when with gates you need to be able to fund people doing certain um, certain degrees and courses that 
unnecessary Yes, I apologize for that, and I think you also as well a little bit too. No, we get the point. We get the the message I bring. We bring it across. I, I yeah, think yeah, a, yeah. So yeah, uh, for me it was a bit difficult. It it still is a bit difficult, and um, it is difficult as well because people tend to know who they want to hire. They they have links that that they're absorbing so a lot of the times a lot of people don't even get the chance to contribute because of nepotism or whatever else it is yeah, yeah. so if i know because i know cardo uncle i could call cardo and get the link what yeah, yeah. yeah. we have an ed dog or because i um i joined a youth league mm. Mm. A shoot in for the position. Hey, how it is go, boy. Listen, unfortunately, what is there? The, 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 let's put it this way: there are organizations that facilitate your mobility and your upward growth, and sometimes to qualify for these organizations, you have to be able to dance the dance. So, so I had to put ketchup and mustard on my job application. In other words. No, 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 sir. I'm not saying that. I'm not even talking about the. This is an apolitical show. What is it doing we here? Guys, I say ketchup or mustard. mustard. <laughs> I was talking about the. the <laughs> Many mic again. Blow your mind. I try to blow your mind. So, what is happening? I'm just saying that that whole that sense of fraternity and familiarity superseding competence. That is another one of the things that I want to uh, be able to address, you know. You know, as, as you say that, it reminds me of a job interview that I went to about 12 years ago. And the gentleman asked me, what school did I attend? Mm-hmm. And I told him I attended the school that wears the green pants. Right. And mm-hmm. the other gentleman for the interview, he was less qualified than me. Mm-hmm. But he went to the school that wore the gray pants. Right. And he got the job because the interviewer also wore a gray pants. Yeah, I, I, I will admit that does happen. Eh? It happens. It and happens. It's yeah? unfortunate. It's terrible. It's one of the things that you go into school, you study, and you work, and you present in yourself, mm-hmm. and then the ranking you by things that beyond what you studied. Yeah. It isn't it? Anyway, that's a whole lot of. Yeah. No, a it, it is a, is a no, huge it's issue. True. And, and, and the worst part is when they seem real excited when you actually speak them. So. They're like, wow, they're in awe at mm-hmm. your qualifications, at your experiences, at the way that you carry about yourself. And then, boom, somebody next to you get the position. Yeah, the call comes in. Hey, we're going to so-and-so, eh? What? Yeah, well, we get word. Oh, you, you get a call? No, no, no. This is just from, how it from works. Your uncle. It has come down. It has come downstairs. But leave my uncle's daughter this place. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what happens is um the <laughs> 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 be because I never got a call after unsuccessful you know, interview. Unfortunately, it was fortunate to study in these states and that is why people join fraternities. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't want to use the F word now. You join fraternities to uh, <laughs> you, you yeah. join certain groups to be able to get into to, to, to fame. If you want to I mean we see it. If you want to do film and work in, in, in Tinseltown you need to pass through USC. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to work in in certain in on, in other things, you need to pass through MIT, Harvard, Stanford. Those are the schools. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
No, but th there's another side of it, eh? But because Brent, what used to be the incentives? Because you went to school in the U.S. What what would have been the incentives for the companies to come to the universities to recruit? Because that's something I I, I don't know. I have not experienced that. I, like at least in my mm. days, I don't know if if you all would mm. have experienced that. But what would have been the incentives for them to come to the university to recruit? Because they would have done that, eh? Even though you had the, 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 the social groupings and the... But to me, there's more of a kind of push or a pull towards industry than locally. Uh, I don't know what was your experience there. Yeah. From, from, my, from my school, um, so <laughs> I, went, I went to school in the middle of nowhere. I was State University, right? Um, the, our, how you call it, competence university Iowa. Now, they focus, they focus, they older... They focus more uh, like health, everything. But Iowa State University actually focuses on science and technology. And what what attracted me to them is that they had a program, especially for engineering, because they used to it was they it used to be a thing about how engineering funds the rest of the school. Um, and big companies will invest in the engineering uh, for especially at the senior design level. So you have a project for your last year where company sponsors. Uh, now, ironically, it's a double-edged sword because the company getting cheap labor via research and development, right? But at the end of the day, depending on how it works out, the team that works on that project normally gets, it's like you have a foot in the door with that particular company. So I've known two people, um, one of my roommates, he actually switched from biomed to electrical because Intel was sponsoring um, one of um, a particular program for chip design and he got an E the professor recommended him and now he works Intel hmm. okay yeah yeah and yeah. that is kind of how it is when subsidies down here as well um, you have to do your final year project well in UE St. Augustine you have to do your final year project aligned with some company, whether it is EOG or BP or whoever. At that point in time, I, I don't know if anything has changed within the past two years with the pandemic and everything, right? And that way, you would already have on your resume that your internship was at a subsurface position at one of these big oil or big gas companies. So... Yeah, you were, you were getting a, a little bit of a little bit of cheaper student labor to to do their mapping. And 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 this is the and, thing. My thing is like, why can't we expand this to the the B mobiles, the Digicels, the 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 Ministry of Health, the the Ministry of National Security? It's called, you know, it's called the OJT program. Well. The, well, I know the OJT program was structured like the training, and I agree with you, like, for, on the developmental yeah. side. But, like, can it expand into the research as well to say, hey, somebody who come up with a new process for the passport office, for example, will get a grant and will get XYZ and could come and work with us to implementation for a year or two. So why can't other institutions do it? Or why can't we do it like, hey, uh, I'll give you a tax break if you're sponsor 10 final year projects in X program, incentivize. you know, 
Incentivize, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's crazy. In the incentives, the kind of creator stream, right? <laughs> 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 it's not I'm gonna take some but of the subsidy it. from the gasoline and put it there. So we got oh, reality. Okay. Right, cool. <laughs> no, but 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 add it, but add it to that, though, Brendan. Um, especially remember in states and other places, their alumni fundraising is very strong. Eh? Yeah. And yeah. unlike when you leave the university that you go to. And once you love the university, you usually give back. And those and the university alumni runs efficiently. They they have, I mean, I think UV tries to do it, but they have a payment plan, a contribution every month that they sign up for. It comes like a subscription-based service. So once you have all these students graduating and they contribute if it's twenty dollars a month, fifty dollars a month, that's minimum. And then some people, you know, you hear about the endowment, somebody give up ten million or twenty-five million. That is how they, they 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 run it as a business as well. Mm-hmm. They run it as a yeah. business. It's not they, it's not like a hand me out kind of thing. Yeah. Real marketing. They call you. You get memorabilia. You get access. Um, the season ticket games. You get a discount mm-hmm. off of that. They run it as a business. Yeah, um, that point. that lends itself to Aaron's point earlier about privatization. Because if you run some of these systems as businesses with that particular objective they will run more efficiently yeah. i am um, yeah. i want to add because of this part of the conversation i realize there's one more thing i would implement as um president elect supreme of cardolan why it was just leader how would reach to that now <laughs> well i'm feeling better about the position dictatorship is a strong word here <laughs> if the people chose me well then i will do my best to make sure that they keep making the right choice but anyway that beside the point what i'm saying is that you see hiring i want to i would establish a committee to investigate and to monitor and probably uh develop non-discriminatory hiring practices that any company that wants to do business with the country has to agree to like a regulated industries commission you know what maybe something like that but one that works maybe some form of ministry of i don't know like Make development and labor or something like that planning and development yeah, yeah you know i just i hope you see what you're doing here but my whole point is <laughs> my whole point is that all we need to do is get some of the things that are established to, to function work. that's all to work it's not that we don't have a lot of these things in place again intellectually they exist but culturally they don't so we're trying to say is that the salaries we pay in they actually need to start a work fit I mean, use your account, I don't know. Well, so. well said, Aaron. That's the Panini jobs, easy, easy, yeah. easy. <laughs> but yeah. yeah we so. had the answers. <laughs> that's the thing. We, oh, that's it. We have oh, the answers. I can add one more thing as you said that. Yes, sir. Our national succession plan. Oh, Lord. Yes. Yes. Right? I want to do more pumpkins, yes. but I don't want to bump, bump my head. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> the reason why I mentioned the square pegs and round holes before is because we have a tendency to move a lot of the people around as repayment. And a lot of them are moved into industries and organizations which they know little to nothing about. And as a result of that, companies which would have been in profitable positions Hmm. are now run into excessive losses because Hmm. with leadership 
that knows nothing of the industries they are in. A so bite, a bite inside my cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I glad. I, I'm nibbling on my mask. You know, I ain't, gonna, I'm not, right? I ain't touching that one. No, no, it's a, it's a real serious oh, thing. Yeah. That what, I, what I want to see, I'll get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Aaron hitting some. Yes, you have to sign on disclosure for that too. Yeah, boy. Non-disclosure. <laughs> 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 I will tell you later after. Not only got disclosure, yeah, but I'm on the next day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, no, but we really need some kind of succession plan, especially in terms of leadership, because the persons who are preparing us for the future are going to be sitting in their rocking chairs enjoying it. Wait, what do you mean, Aaron? Things like, I don't know, youth governments of Trinidad and Tobago type thing? Model United Nations assemblies, etc. Cough, cough. I see what you're doing there. All right, wood, 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 wood. Fellas, I'm fighting real hard. And then, real battling. I, know, I like what I say there, because again, we have some of these things out there already. Some? Or all, sorry, I apologize. We have all the things there. We just need to get to work. You There's know. an integrity gap between our intellect and our culture. Agreed. I have a question. Yeah. Do you feel like all of this sort of falls under what we lack in terms of national pride? Ooh. Good question, ladies. Excellent question. That is something that I have thought about for a long time. Going to school in another country where persons of that country wore their colors every day and I fight up to buy a Trinidad to be off salad in the airport just to hang up in my room. It was eye-opening for me. And I realized that it trickled down into many different aspects of their culture, of their sports and their music. It's, it's, it's very mm-hmm. driven to that country, right? Yeah. And it does not need to be in sports or music in this case, but I always think about it in terms of energy, right? We were the second nation to have natural gas-fired electricity in the entire world. I believe so. And Brennan? Yes. Right. People don't even know that that we are pioneers in, in energy, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like, like that sort of that infiltrates in different in different aspects of the country when it comes to finance when it comes to businesses when it comes to way boy i hate it yeah i i move in you know instead of saying way boy i want to make this place better and i think the national succession plan the the all of the things that Aaron would have listed while bantering with Ricardo oh. and vice versa, right? Love banter. Um, what? They, <laughs> <laughs> they exist. These 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 um these systems exist but are not implemented or encouraged. And to me, it, it stems from us not being encouraged to do as much for the country as, as we can. I mean, uh, uh, it is a Do you excellent, think that excellent it stems question. from a lack of national pride? I mean, I, I saw Aaron raise his head up when you talk about culture because, I mean, this is something that I would have learned from him over the years about 
I mean, in terms of appreciation on, on, on our, in terms of love of our local music, and I'll let Aaron expatiate about that. But like for me, definitely, I think it has a role to play. I think we don't love our country the way that we say we love our country in action. We say it in words, but when it comes to the action to actually make any sacrifice on doing it, it's not where I would see other nations. I mean, yeah, you compare, you will compare. You know, you look at other countries and how they take national pride and, and how they, they look at what they do with their with their resources and their culture and how we do things. I mean, and to your point, Dana, I mean, Atlantic LNG, before it was built in Trinidad and Tobago, was only thought to could have been built in a coal country. Eh? We prove out the Atlantic exactly. LNG model in Trinidad and Tobago for the world. Correct. You understand? You know, so that, that is my part of it. I'll, I'll, I'll hand over Asia to, to uh, Aaron to talk about music and culture. Part God, of it. you go ahead now, because I just bite in my mask. <laughs> you bite inside <laughs> your cheek. So, <laughs> considering it's one of the rare opportunities where Aaron encourages my input, I will, what? I will say that there's a... I don't want to answer a question with a question, so I will just say it. Pride is something that is often associated with one's identity or sense of identity. So to answer a question on national pride, I would have to address the issue of what is our national identity. Okay. So the lack of a national identity is one of the things that will fuel a lack of national pride. So again, we have the intellectual capacity for such. We do not have the cultural capacity for such right now because we don't have that sole unifying thing. We are from a very, very diverse culture of different expressions and contributions and ethnicities and so on and so forth. But we, we have not had that thing that solidifies us except for our reputation as partiers. And that does not bode well for productivity and function. So what is our national identity. Hence, reintroduce ethics and that type of thing from... Um, and social studies. And social studies from the primary school level, where right now I cannot remember what our... our we have a pledge? Yes. yes I can't remember what it is, no. I, I've uh, not I had to say it I, since I, I was... I solemnly pledged to dedicate my, my life to the service of my Lord and my country. Yeah, come on. You have more, right? Yeah, there's a lot more. Wait, I only remember that line. We'll pop your words. Right, you know, I'm going to look for it and put it up. So, yeah, but what yeah, I'm saying yeah. is that we disconnected because we had to do it as children. It was not, we didn't see it reflected in our leaders and our adults and so on and so forth. We haven't seen it reflected in our institutions and systems. So I don't care if we have a picture of our leaders up, but none of your practices reflect discipline, tolerance and production. I don't care because I'm not seeing what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So until we resolve the integrity gap, between intellectual and cultural, we don't have that identity and we cannot have the pride. Excellent. Dropping bombs, boy. Hard luck there, sorry. No, I didn't no, mean to no, be no. serious. Hit it, hit me. Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to keep this one light, but. Very well said. Very well said. Probably need coffee. Um, we are patriotic in seasons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the fact that we are only patriotic in seasons, it means that we are less than more patriotic we are patriotic for independence day hmm. i can't even say republic day because half of the country doesn't even really celebrate <laughs> republic day beside the fact it's a holiday mm -hmm. right um 
we are the fact that we are so accepting as a culture it reduces the le the level of national pride which we exhibit so we have accepted the american way we are accepting of the jamaican culture all other caribbean islands culture so much that it diminished how important our culture is and I'll just chime into music here. The fact that we don't acknowledge our own until they are recognized externally just shows how much a lack of pride we have in our own. If Marshall was big outside, oh, then he could get big here. Yeah. And I just saying Marshall. Marshall not big here? Huh? Marshall not big here? No, he big here. He get big here first. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is... It's the anomaly. Perception of success. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the success is you had to be known worldwide before you're recognized locally. Yeah. We are the... We have invented the only musical instrument in the 20th century. But we don't produce it in large scale here. How is that acceptable? We own it. Exactly. Do oh, we even own the pattern? We even own it, right? Uh, good question. Oh. And that takes yeah, it back to the, IP, the intellectual property point that was raised earlier by yeah. Dino. Like, oh, oh gosh, again, Vex. Earlier, I, I, I done. No, Zoom, no, go no. ahead now. No, no. And I want to say something here, Aaron, and I, I'm ashamed to say this, but it also worries me that this is the way I had to learn it. I did not know Maya Angelou sang a calypso. Harry Belafonte sang calypso. Yes. Yes. James Brown. No, I always knew oh. Harry Belafonte, yeah? but I never knew Maya Angelou until <laughs> I watching a program on TV. I was like, and they play the song. I was like, but why didn't learn this in school? Why we not have this in all our tourism ads? Why? Why? I don't know. All, all of the, the, the big acts that would have came to Trinidad and Tobago for concerts would have sung a calypso. And the only way I learned this was in talking to Kenny Phillips. Right. Yes. It is not documented anyway. We do a piss poor job of documenting our history, you know. That is yeah. one of the dangers of having a tradition of oral history. That is a and if we don't preserve the institutions that will allow us to continue to express, well then where are the records going to exist? If it was not for this type of conversation being found on the internet, do you think this information would exist? What's in is an alaka record? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, uh, what we're saying here is that organizations like the Ministry of Information or <laughs> or Nalis or, or, or you know what maybe, <laughs> maybe if there was like a, I don't know some kind of culture ministry or something that was it no but I don't want to go to a ministry we're looking at an institutional <laughs> level so an organization like Nalis mm -mm. should be doing work to capture our history I mean, I just train it out there mm. that again, and I think this is the last time I'm going to say it. It's not that there's an <laughs> intellectual void. There's a cultural void. So, um, so, so somebody like Nalas could have a show called like a culture corner where they, they have conversations with. So then we have on record things that okay. were previously oral, but not on record. Mm. All right. Just train it out there. We had the internet. Now, just, you know? just saying, you know. Just train it out there. I see what you did though. Yeah, good one. See what did. You see how them fellas just get the points, but get the points, huh? You see? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in, in closing, guys. So, but go, go ahead, Brent. You go ahead. Make a point. No, I was going to say maybe for the financial incentive is some of, some of the these things. You recall the 
the poem and stuff like that. Best we start to change it to NFTs and play it for sale and if people Ooh, start to buy it. Ah, boy, ah, boy. <laughs> Innovation, boy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, now we started to go outside the box. You know what I'm saying? Today, I saw, I saw um, an article saying that a Trinidadian artist has now been on yeah. that NFT platform. So maybe, maybe it will help. Yeah, help okay. what you're saying, Brent. Yeah. I like it. I like no, I, I love that. I love, love, love that. Now we start to embrace the feature and, and start integrating it into getting what we want out of the whole thing. I like yeah. it. Yeah, 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 Anyway, guys, I, I know we winding down in terms of time. Um, so I'll probably uh do a little closing around in terms of out of all the discussions that we have, what are some of the things that you think will stick with you? in terms of um, the ideas. The only trick in this is pick something that you didn't start off with. So it's something I may have heard from somebody else that you, you, you say, hey, that's something to think about. All right, I'll, I'll start with uh, Aaron on my left. Wow. Um, sorry, guys, I listen, start with me. Sorry, I no problem. Um, I will take Cardo's point of the step-down facilities and the reintegration into society. Yeah, boy. That, yeah. Because I, I personally have a couple partners who would have served time longer than their sentence. And we are in some way assisting them right now in terms of reintegrating to, into society. And yeah, but yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a, that's a real powerful point. I you agree. can't take that one. Yeah. No, no, I can't. No, I'm going to take that one. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll pass on to, to Ricardo. I definitely feeling that cable cars idea because here the catcher let me say i'm a traveling travis it's no secret i travel i you see i i like traveling i like meeting random people in the taxi i i like people coming in with a bag when they should pay for two seats and resting it on their lap and it kind of resting on yours but you don't win 200 and something so you don't squeeze up yourself to get them a bly and then they're overdoing it and the, uh, people falling asleep with their head on your shoulder and all them. What I'm saying is there so much, so, so many of my stories come from traveling. Here the catch, you know what I would love? If we didn't lose that time, if we didn't lose the commute. So yes, I don't mind if it's a two hour commute. If there's internet and I could work, if it's comfortable and I could sleep, if we don't lose the time, but if we, not, if we, if we don't uh, make the time loss in commute better, well then let me shorten the time. I hate the idea that parents leaving the house when it's dark, coming home when it's dark, the children are the ones who have to spend the evenings under supervised or unsupervised, and then you have to try to create a citizen out of this person who already attention and supervision deprived. I just saying all of these things connected. All of these things connected. The failure of the family is represented in the feelings of the society. Yeah, I'm gonna ask good day. So the plan is <laughs> you see that transport issue, that traffic issue, they'll be coming up to Pennywise Plaza, Shogunas. Even that exposure to traffic reminded me of how important that point was. So that's the one that I'm taking. Yeah, boy. I mean, I'll I, 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 I let our guests close, but I'll take in two because, well, because it was two great points and I can't choose between either one. Uh, I think Brent's point with regards to financial legislation reform. To create a more open platform for competition, I think the credit union has a role to play in financing, especially for small businesses and for projects. I think that is important. And I think Dana's point 
with regards to national pride, right? Um, and you know, and I will train my bit on that, the kind of pushing it and reintegrating it back into schools. I think that is, that is a real important point. I mean, if I could throw uh, 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 money in terms of programs or anything towards, those are two things I would pick outside of the things that I talk about, right? And I'll leave the, the last two for you guys. Deans, or you want me to go? Go ahead and burn the last. All right. Um, well, two things which is interconnected. Um, Iran's point in terms of the privatization, but I won't do the ministries. I'll do more of the state companies and force a lot of these, the, the ones that could be profitable for them on these, for them to get listed on the stock exchange. Why? That means your audited financial has to, to come out. If it don't come out at a specific time, obviously you get penalized and whatnot, and you get greater transparency. That also feeds into Brendan's point in terms of the accelerator um because we need a proper management um when we allocate the funds to have that accelerator managed properly to get more small businesses get more young people involved get more persons who want to do business um actually involved and to succeed great stuff Beans, you can go right there nice brands beyond these states on Enterprise privatization and state owned enterprise, you know, that remind me of um eco petrol in, in yes. yes, I remember that. Listen, everybody's points were real mind blowing to me because for a lot of it, I love how I got to see different perspectives and what was important to people to really hone in and say, let me expand on this and make that a priority if they were prime minister for a day. But what really stand out to me was Ricardo's um, step-down facility. Aaron, I know you say I can't take your choice, sir. So I will choose the next side of that same statement, which is introducing things like ethics in schools and that is really important, and I feel like that will lead to very big changes in the country from from the younger kids. Come on, um, so yeah, that that was really that was that stood out a lot to me, including the we have the intellectual capacity, but culturally we don't, and I feel like a big a big consideration for a leader is that we need to be realistic of the people that we're dealing with and during this pandemic we saw it we saw um restrictions being put in place or being lifted without as if as if we wasn't living in trinidad and Tobago, boy as if we didn't expect the man on the to be walking to the bar to go and line with the brethren them in the bar when alcohol is not supposed to be served, right? So I think I think that's great to always consider the the realistic aspects of who you are dealing with. And we have a long way to go. Do I believe we can make it? Yes, if we implement the right policies, if we create proper structures and create an enabling environment for these things to flourish. 
Hey, that was an excellent yeah, closing. Was, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that was a talking one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for that. And well, as we come into the end, normally at the end of the um end of the program, we is uh normally ask we'll ask the guests first if there's anything that you are looking at, reading, anything that article, anything that you that is interesting to you that you think people should get into or take a look at or it could be something intellectual, it could be something fun, it doesn't matter. But um, it's like sharing a piece of your world with others. So anything that you are maybe looking at, reading, or um, uh, that has interest you or caught your, your, your interest that you think you want to share with us. Um, and as I said, it's, it's open. So I'll, I'll start off with you. Normally we'll start, but we, since you're our guests, I'll start with you. Anything that um, you could point out to us? Um, well, two, two things. For me, taking ownership of, of, of investment for my retirement. I'm tired, I'm tired contributing to certain funds and paying people, basically paying people car payments. So that is one, um, looking at alternative, well, not alternative, looking at investment stocks, um, Trade, uh, trading and different things. And as well, well, recently, as I brought it up, the NFT. Uh, it's something new. It's something exciting. I do not want to miss the boat again. Brennan will know. I can't uh, you know, <laughs> stories. Gina knows, Gina knows my story with the Bitcoin. I ain't going back there. Oh, Lord. Yeah, boy. Are we going back there again? Bitcoin we stories. <laughs> Correct. With Max, we sat down when it was... 1500 Taking up my time well, besides work as well. Yeah, I like that. that was, yeah. yeah, Brent, I might need to have a conversation with you after. Yeah, <laughs> man, I thought we could do a true call. I want to get in that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is Christmas time, and I sing with a group of girls, and we have to prepare. We have to prepare for potential parent gigs. If you all want to hire us, let me know. And we will think for them. Right? Yeah. And but yes, they, they are really good. I've heard them before. Can I say we had our first group? Sorry? What's the name of the group? Voirish. V-O-I-X-R-I-C-H-E-S. You can find us on Instagram at Voirish. It means rich voices, voices in yeah, yeah. French. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of my time is being taken up with um, cool, with yeah. rehearsals and, and learning parts and learning lyrics. Uh, me personally, I enjoy this time of the year. It is that time that I get to express myself creatively with a bunch of people that I love daily and have great musical chemistry with. So that is... Christmas. I am ready for Christmas. I am ready for some panchakram and pastels and and parang. The true peace. So I'm excited for that. 
Yeah, big up, big up. I can't pronounce the name of the group, but Vwari. 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 I've heard them. Vwari. I have heard them and I have seen them perform a couple times. So, yeah. Look, Aaron going into. She's going into DJ voice, see? I've seen them. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, my. That, that mean That means all that thing. Um, Carlo? Anyway, okay. all right. Uh, for one, that, that um, punch a creme business, so you know how I like my punch a creme. The punch a creme had to be so thick that when they shake the glass, the ice, the ice don't even reach the side of the glass. Yeah. <laughs> it ha- when they shake it, you have to hear zook, 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 not. <laughs> right? That's what I want. Thick punch a creme. First and foremost. But we're taking up my time right now. What am I... Um, you know, actually rereading the Bible in the Amplified Version, that has been a trip because normally I would go through like the King mm-hmm. James Version and that type of thing. You know, but I figured I wanted to get something where they go a little bit more into the historical angle, put some context in. So that's proven to be very interesting. Um, my that's next project cool. going to be to get to the Alex Trebek book, The Answer Is. I uh, got it as a gift the other day and... I cannot wait to get into that. That's that my Christmas thing for myself, except for these pretty awesome kicks. Because I don't see any reason why you can't talk sense in sneakers. So what I'm going to do is continue this kind of work. Hey, Brendan, what is going on here? Crossing the legs and thing. Right? Continue <laughs> the type. <laughs> continue having the kinds of conversations that we have in, in the kind of attire that we have in it, in the kind of establishments that we have in it, so that, you know what, when people look around and they realize they could find sense anywhere. And then mm. I get into the sneakers, the sneakers, I'm kind of fresh. So this is, these are the types of things that I'm working on. Kinda. My intellectual development, my social development, making even the intellectual thing relatable to the culture. Uh, you gotta interest the people. And that's what I've been doing. This and other projects of similar ilk, that is what is keeping me busy. But regardless of how many things I might be doing, I'm taking time to read. Yeah, blessings from blessings. Aaron, I, I, I give you the clues off, boy. Um, but for but for me, like, okay, so everybody did something very high level and intellectual, right? So I will take it down a little bit. Um, if you have not seen it yet, Ratchet. second season of Tiger King. Ratchet. My word. Ratchet. <laughs> is, I mean, it's is like an accident on the road that you can't turn your eye away from, but you're really intrigued by it. <laughs> and I, 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 I must say, the word I don't want to use, I can't use on air, but Tiger people crazy very 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 crazy but what amazes me about tiger king is the way they're able to take this concept and tell a story and like listen if we could use that concept to tell stories in Trinidad and tobago we could sell anything we could get people to see things in a different light the tiger king story as crazy as it is it is very very intriguing so if you have not seen the second season of tiger king take it in as as that's pure insanity Right, sorry for rushing it down a little bit there, but I'll let Aaron take us back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, balance, I, 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 I go in food, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, have I, what am I looking at now? I'm actually looking at... After I don't cry with football, um, mm-hmm. I am looking at a series on Netflix called Rotten. What? It, wrong? Rotten. Rotten? Rotten, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Right? Um, I'm still reading how to read someone like a book. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm still reading it. I don't know why. Yeah, and, finished, that's why. Oh, because yeah, they ain't finished. If it finished, would never be reading it anymore. In terms of the creative side, I'm actually starting. I don't even know when this episode airing, but it's either starting or started 
um, working on my Christmas mix for 2021. Nice. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah we, we don't call him All DJ right. here on 868 just so. The man, yeah, 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 the man, yeah, yeah. yeah thing. So he ain't gonna say it, but I gonna say it. Uh, go and check out his SoundCloud at DJ here on 868. All right, check out his YouTube page as well. The man hat thing. The man hat thing. So yeah, that's what I've been working on. So, well, uh, apparently I have some neatly fitting shoes to fill today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And <coughs> after close off today's episode, so first and foremost, you know, we want to thank our guests, Brent and Dana, for taking the time and joining us and keeping it as real as possible. It was a pleasure having you. Um, I want to make it a four-way call on that conversation. NFTs. Yeah, that NFTs are some, <laughs> are some pictures I want to start selling. <laughs> and are some quality tweets too. Yeah, I, I don't know if I get I get with catchphrases. So if you could NFT a catchphrase, yeah, yeah, Sada coin, Sada coin, dog. You gotta make them profits swell like a Sada. Well, <laughs> right. Um, I want to thank the fellow hosts, Ricardo and Brandon, for another great episode of Inquisitive Minds. And you can catch us on all major podcast platforms, mm-hmm. and also on YouTube as well. Oh, yeah, that happening. Because oh, yeah, because we're visual. No. We are yeah, now visual, yeah. right? And last but certainly not least, you know, I want to thank Original Only for this collaboration because we, if all you notice, we're looking real fresh today. Mm-hmm. From the, head, well, from head to toe. Dirag activities. I just saying. Right? Yeah, we're talking sense and sneakers, dog. Yeah. Sense, <laughs> <laughs> sense and sneakers, right? So we want to thank you all for joining us today on another episode of Inquisitive Minds. Remember, wherever you put a S, put a, put Z. a Z. 